Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we'll be in a topical study with special guest teacher Joel Ortega from Jesus is the Way Calvary Chapel here in the south side of San Antonio, Texas. The title of this sermon is Be Courageous, and we'll be in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 9. And here we have overtime. Sometimes we, we have a little bit left on the, the editing floor, and we want to make sure we give that to you as well. And then there's also a special message at the end. I hope you stick around to the very end of the teaching. God bless. Not only to this, do the same, but also approve of those who practice them, meaning that if we stay quiet and we just say, well, let them be, None of my beeswax. We're approving in a sense. You know, what, what, what was said? What was that the famous phrase that was said? Silence is violence. If we stay quiet, say nothing. If we just hide behind again these four walls of the church and do nothing, and we're in a sense approving of this. We're approving of what the enemy is doing to our families and to the rest of the world. Now, I know we have the Bible. We know what Revelation says, that all these things were going to be happening. Yes. But they didn't say, God didn't say, just let it be. Just sit back and relax. I'm coming back for you one day. Just, just take a chill pill, cruise control, turn on Fox News, and pray that the rapture comes fast. He didn't say that, right? He didn't say, binge watch on Netflix, you know, Stranger Things or whatever else is popular now the walking dead going back to King Alfred he didn't sit back watching his culture his people being you know ravaged destroyed pillaged his, his their women being raped he didn't sit back on the couch and say well you know it's all going to happen anyway so I'm just going to sit back and you know, hope for the best. No. He stood up. He did something about it. It may have seemed like the enemy thought that he had defeated King Alfred. Guthrum thought that he had defeated King Alfred. And this is what the enemy thinks. The enemy knows he's a better theologian than we are. Put together. He knows the Bible from beginning to the end. He was there at the beginning of creation. He knows what's going to happen at the end. He knows where he's going to end up. He doesn't know when, but he knows it's close. Why do you think he's going out and about and doing all these crazy things? Why do we keep saying things that keep getting darker? Because we're very close, very close. And what does the Bible says? That whenever the owner comes back, what we ought to be doing? 
Paul says, oh, what kind of people are you to be? Holy people living righteous lives. How many of you, how many of you know Toby Mac? Have ever been to a concert? No, Toby Mac. Come on. I know some of you listen to Toby Mac. Yes. Toby Mac has a song where he, he talks about people who claim to serve God. And in, I'm not going to rap. But in the, in the lyrics, I used to be a DJ before, you know, when BC. I used to be a DJ, but I was not a rapper. But in the, in the lyrics, Toby Mac says, how are you serving God when you're asking where the couch is at? How are you serving God when you're asking where the couch is at? Why are we asking? Why are we asking where the couch is at? But we keep praying, Lord, use me. Make me more like you. Break my heart for what breaks yours. But I'm praying about it, Pastor. Psalm 17, verse 6 says, I have called upon you, for you will hear me. Oh God, incline your ear to me and hear my speech. This is what we dads, husbands, this is what we ought to be saying. This is pray, 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 and act. Do it. Just get it done. Don't sit back and, and, and let somebody else do it. You be the first. I have a friend that some of you, you know, in our congregations have met before. Um, he tells a lot of jokes all the time about, about the church. He jokes around about uh, the different congregations and denominations. He has a funny way of explaining it, but he, he tells this joke, he has told it to me at least, that those believers, those churchgoers who, who do nothing but complain at church, they're like siblings who have nothing to do, especially right now in the summertime, who have nothing to do, you know, instead of serving, they're backbiting each other. They complain like, oh, you didn't do that. You know, how come you're not doing that? And you said this, and you looked at me with your cross tied in. Stop it. And he says, stop it. Why are we doing this? We are not the enemy. We each other are not the enemy. So that if at any point somebody has hurt you or you've hurt somebody else, the Bible says, forgive them. The Bible doesn't say, go change their mind or throw it in the face. The Bible says specifically, you forgive them and as much as it depends to you, live peaceably. You, not that person. Well, I got to make my point, my righteous anger. That's not what the Bible says. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. No, I do not understand. But he does. He does. I don't. But he does. Matthew, this is Jesus speaking. Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 6. I mean, chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Jesus said, and this is the Lord's Prayer, as we know it. Forgive men or humanity, your brother, your sister. Forgive men their trespasses. If you do not forgive them, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Again, he didn't say go change their mind. You forgive them. Hand it to him. You say if you need to say those words aloud and give it to him. I'll share a little bit about my testimony before I got saved and lived still in Mexico. 
at the age of five, and forgive me if some of you have lived through something similar. My children know this already, so I'm not afraid or, or shy to share this. But when I was a little boy, and I enjoyed living in Mexico. I can run off anywhere in the fields, you know, go out. I used to ride horses without saddle and fall off of the bicycles and all that. I enjoyed doing this, you know, swimming in the river, uh, picking fruit in somebody's vineyard, and then we'd get caught and my parents would spank us. I enjoyed that life. But when I was five years old, five, six years old, a horrible thing happened to me that I pray that it never happens to any other child ever again. But I was raped by multiple men. It wasn't just one. There was multiple men. I was raped. And when I came running home to tell my mom at the time she was there, the only one there, I came to tell her what had happened. I mean, I, the best that I could tell, I explained to her, like, this happened to me. I didn't know what I was saying. She slapped me so hard that I fell on the floor bleeding my face. I don't know what happened to my mom as to why she was this. You know, I can only imagine because she didn't have a, 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 my parents didn't have a good relationship. And uh, that scarred me for life. I remember those men, even still growing up and then visiting Mexico. Later on, I saw one of them, and then I recognized them. I was already, uh, I wasn't even saved yet at the time as an adult. And I came home, you know, back to California at the time, and eventually got saved. And it took several years. I didn't know that there were certain things that would trigger certain things. And I would, like, break down and, and cry and, and sob and, and, and anxiety attack. It wasn't until I met the Lord that he taught me how to forgive. And not only did I forgive these men who I will probably never see them again, but I forgave my mom. I went to my mom and I explained to her, this is what happened when you did such and such and such. And you did, I forgive you, mom. Does it still hurt? Yeah, if I think about it, it still hurts. But I no longer, never held it against my mom or against this man. The Lord forgave me and he has forgiven me even more. Only you as an individual and the Lord knows your own sins. And the Bible says that he, Jesus, became the worst of the worst sins for you and took it upon the cross and died for our sins to forgive us. The Bible says that he bled for the forgiveness of sins of those who trust him. Trust, not make the point against somebody, but trust him. I'll close with the last scripture. I think I've, I don't have a watch. I don't have time, but I think I've already went past time. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, in verse 10, it says, this is Paul speaking to the Ephesians, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, not in your strength, not in my knowledge or my intellect or my you know, academic degree, in the power of God. And of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded yourself 
your ways with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Not part of the gospel, not what I like of the Bible, the whole armor of God. I say this often to our church, the Bible is not a buffet table. Pick and choose what you like and leave what you don't like. The whole armor of God so that we may be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. In other words, the, the, the schemes, the deception trying to entrap us. So dads, I know it's not Father's Day until next weekend. And forgive me if I have like put a damper on you this morning. It's supposed to be encouraging, but at least I know it was encouraging to me. I hope it becomes an encouragement to you. We can't sit back anymore. Whether young or old. We have a responsibility, a gift, a privilege that God has given us, man, to be the forefront of all this. If you don't know how to do it, come talk to, to your pastor, Pastor Mike. You know, you're about to start that the study in the book of oh, the Psalm 23. That's a great psalm. Something that also the Lord had put in my heart not too long ago that I shared with their congregation. But... Don't sit back anymore. Young men, our children, our women are being destroyed. What are you going to do? Are you just going to sit back and again relax and wait until the rapture happens? Or are we going to stand up and do something about it? Let's pray. Oh God, Lord Jesus. First of all, me personally, Lord, forgive me when I failed you, Lord. I still fall short every day, Lord Jesus, of your, of your glory. But because you're merciful to all of us, Lord Jesus, you have given us the privilege, Lord, to, as your word says, to stand boldly for your throne, the throne of God, and to seek your forgiveness. Your word says that, that you are willing and able to forgive us if we ask. Father, help by the help of your Holy Spirit. Help us to be humble. Don't force us to be humble or make us humble, Lord Jesus. Help us to be humble and come to you in forgiveness, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for all the men, Lord Jesus, who are here present, those who are listening or will be listening later on. That they be encouraged by you, Lord, to do what you called each one of them to, to do. Father, to those wives, Lord Jesus, who have been praying for their husbands, keep them being faithful, Lord. Keep them being still also dealing with their own battles, Lord, praying for their families. Some, I know there are single moms. Lord Jesus, I pray my heart goes out to them too because they have dual responsibility, Lord. But we as a church, we as men ought to be the ones who come and and say, what do you need? How can I help? Not just, I'll pray about it. 
Lord, we need to. We need to be there, the man that you called us to be, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, thank you, Pastor Joel, for sharing. Um, you know, if I, I don't know why I get called Texas Hammer, but when I teach the men, I was always told the gloves come off. And, and so the reality of it is, is being somebody who served and did time in Iraq, um, you know, we are called to, to lead and guide our homes. And um, I, I want to do this before we go out and do the baptisms. Um, and I'll be very quick. I'll just be very brief. I, as I look and I see, you know, we're going to be baptizing Steve, who I've known since he was a young kid. And I can remember when my son, who came to faith, and I almost beat up the pastor when he came to my door because I didn't want nothing to do with it because I didn't want to change. I liked the sin I was in. I didn't want my family to change. I didn't want to change who I was. And, and I know there are a lot of you that came here today, but the question you have to ask yourself is what happens to you or what would have happened to you if you died on the way to divine this morning? Where do you go? Because you have two eternal places. And, and we don't think about that stuff enough because we think we're going to live forever. Let me tell you, if you're on the other side of 50, it goes by way quicker than you want. Okay. And we got five beautiful grandkids, two two beautiful granddaughters, and uh, or three beautiful granddaughters, and and two sons, grandsons, and you know we're our this is the first generation of kids that are coming up knowing Jesus. I come from a family that that a grandfather and a grandmother who never spoke about God, never went to church, and are in hell. And I know that's hard for me to even say. But the reality was, if I would have died any time before I was 39 years old, I would have been in hell with them. Because our sin separates us from God. And it's just the one sin. Now, you think about that just this morning. Or, or just when you're here, if you haven't been in church in a while, you're going, come on, man, pastor, come on. I, I was there. I remember the first time I got to church, I was like, man, these chairs are uncomfortable. He's going to wrap it up, right? When Joe was teaching, I used to sit all the way in the back so I could sneak out the door as quickly as I could. And then God got a hold of me. Our marriage was a train wreck, 37 or 30, 22 years of marriage. Uh, we, we've been married 37 years. 22 years of marriage was coming to a, a crashing end with five kids. My wife, had, she was like, I'm done. And, and my in-laws are here. They knew when all that stuff was happening. They remember. It was a train wreck. But God. I sat in that church for three months. Having the word of God wash over me. And I fought it every step of the way. Every step of the way. And I, I just remember 
looking at my my five-year-old matt who's now 20 gonna be 21 this year and my wife she did the right thing she left me with all the kids so women just remember that because guess what if not i would have been gone that's that's who i was i would i would have never looked back so i had the responsibility of all five kids and and I just remember a friend of mine at church had recommended Pastor Louie Delgado. Had recommended, hey, watch this movie by Kirk Cameron called Fireproof. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I knew who Kirk Cameron was. I, I watched Growing Pains growing up as a kid. And I was like, well, I know who that is. I can watch it. And, and I realized I was Caleb in the movie. I looked good on the outside. Because I was not physically. I look good on the outside because, because I mean, I got no hair. I mean, come on. It, it's, but I look good physically on the outside. But what it was was I, I had the Army. I had served in Iraq. I had my medals and awards. To my wife's friends, oh, Lord, I was the greatest husband. But they didn't know what happened behind closed doors. Just like you, you think you're getting away with it. God knows. God knows. And I realized I was a facade. I, I, everything that I thought I was was fake. And it's God's word that pierces your heart and lets you know, hey, look, you've got to make a decision. You either follow me or you don't. And on January 11th of 2009, I gave my heart to Christ and never looked back. And I never thought, just like Pastor Joel, we never thought this is what we'd be doing. We never thought that. At the time, I was just trying to save a marriage. At the time, I was just trying not to have my kids go through what I went through at five years old with my mom and dad divorced and the pain that was. And it didn't matter that my son was five and that the others were 14, 15, 16, and Michael, the oldest. And, and it didn't matter because I knew what divorce does. I lived it. I lived it. So what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I don't want you to worry about your wife. Don't worry about your, your husband. This is not about your, your mom or dad. This is an opportunity for you, if you want to know where your eternal resting place will be, if it'll be with Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. We have to confess that we're sinners. We have to, uh, and, and just think about it. I mean, how many times you lied? Lord, by the time I was six or seven, I was really good at it. Right? Think about it. Just one. It's just one sin, and you're guilty. Right? How many times you dishonored your mom or dad? One sin. Right? How many times you were on Pornhub? You committed adultery. That's one sin. Okay, you lust after a man or a woman, it's a sin. Right? By age 14, I was done. We had VCRs back then. Y'all, man, I don't know how y'all do it. Y'all got those phones, it's crazy. But I want to give you a chance. With eyes closed, don't worry about your neighbor. If you want to receive Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior and know that your eternal place will be in heaven with Jesus, 
I want to give you that opportunity. Just raise your hand. You just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Pastor Joel, I want you to come on up and lead us in that prayer. Would your eyes close? Join me in prayer too. Um, and put your hand towards the, your right hand towards them as well. Join me in prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have now forgiven me of all my sins, past, present, and future. Lord Jesus, would you now come into my heart and with your Holy Spirit lead me to be the person, the man, the woman that you want me to be so that I can also be an example to others. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for forgiving me. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice what's going to happen right now in a few moments. We're going to go out there. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have food. We're going to baptize. But this very moment in heaven, there is a party, a celebration because of y'all. Congratulations. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 